and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I am your herd leader, John Wayne. And I'm your herd mom, Megan. And this is herd guest, Jesse. Yay! Um, you may have seen a promo um, showing off that Jesse would be joining us, but if this comes as a surprise to you, it's okay. Uh, Jesse has been vetted. He, mm -hmm. he doesn't wear it. Uh, he's, if you're watching this on YouTube, you don't see it, but in his heart of hearts, he does love Star Wars. We okay. checked. Um, okay. In my defense, this is like my one non-Star Wars shirt <laughs> and that's what it happened to And it had to be today. Yeah. Laundry day, it happens. Um, no, uh, so Jesse is a friend of ours. We met back at Celebration, um, got connected with, and you manage uh, the brand Game Infinite. Yep. Um, you want to say a little bit about that before we... Yeah, I won't go into too much in depth. I definitely recommend we, we recorded about a 15-minute promo video where we just talked about the community and our partnership and how we work together. But the longest story of it is that Game Infinite is a gaming platform that focuses on news and gaming entertainment. So I'm always on the hunt for gaming news, trying to bring you the latest information that's happening in the gaming industry. And we're writing articles, whether it's a quick tweet, a full article, everything about it. Sometimes we get a cool promo that's talking about the news. I'm really excited about today. Today, uh, Microsoft just announced a bunch of information about the Xbox Series X. So you got to check out our, our pages for that. Um, so news and entertainment. We also host a gaming uh, community for content creators that we call GI Friends um, or Game Infinite Friends, the longer version. Uh, which that's uh, partially how we started with yep. uh, with these guys. We invited them into GI Friends to support the Nerd Herder podcast. And if you find yourself to be a creator, if you are an aspiring streamer or a cosplayer, podcaster, YouTuber, artist, any type of nerdy creator, uh, you're welcome to join the community. It's 100% free, and all we do is try to help support you. And you know whether that's liking, tweeting, retweeting, commenting, everything we can do to help support your content. And all we ask is, you know, a little bit, you know, just check out our stuff. If you like it, great, and check it out. We don't ask for anything in return, so it's pretty cool. And I hope you check it out. Um, two things I want to point out for you guys is Instagram's our biggest activity. Uh, go to Instagram. Uh, our handle is just at GameInfinite, uh, nice and easy. And uh, check out our website, GameInfinite.net. Uh, that is our main page. You can get to everything. All of our channels, our, our sub pages. We have a Star Wars pa uh, page that we co-manage together. Uh, so I partnered up with Nerd Herder. They were the biggest Star Wars fans that I knew. Uh, next to myself to just like uh, work on a Star Wars page. So Star Wars Infinites is one of them. Uh, so check out the website. It's pretty cool. But let's, yeah. we got a cool uh, podcast planned for today. Absolutely. So creators, supporting creators is always a good deal. So check out the promo. Um, but as for today, um, we're going to be continuing our conversations. And, and Jesse, mm -hmm. we're glad to have you here for this continuation because it's always nice to get added perspective. Yes. Um, I don't. I don't know that we'll get too much different perspective because I, th I think you like the Last Jedi pretty much pretty well. Today uh, we're talking about a not a controversial movie at all. Not oh, at not at all. I mean, it's I mean, probably the most beloved movie of all of Star Wars. Let's be honest, Star Wars is never controversial. No, I mean, but I mean, it, we're, we're we're never controversial. But this one's probably the least controversial <laughs> movie out of all of them. I think you know. Yeah. So, but uh, so, but nonetheless, like you know, and a big part of why we're talking about what we're talking about and the way we're talking about it is because you know we believe in the power of perception mm -hmm. um there's no to a point right way to necessarily take everything star wars yeah like it, it, it's purely up to you and your your life experiences your circumstances all of that stuff you know that like that builds your perspective of star wars for sure mm -hmm. um last week we talked a lot about um some of the characters from the last jedi and Basically, I took it over and talked about Luke <laughs> from that exact point of view, where it's just like, I like The Last Jedi Hermit Luke yeah. because I was Hermit Luke when I watched that movie. Yeah. And so it's just like, but that's not everybody. 
and and I can get if Luke was your mm-hmm. favorite character, um, that would be a little bit of a departure. Yeah. You know, he's not necessarily the hero in this one. He's the, the grumpy old guy drinking green milk. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of those things was I had a lot of problems with The Last Jedi, despite I, I like the movie. I, I, I definitely am not in the hate group of it. I have mm-hmm. some criticisms, but Luke was just not one of them, and I never understood why people complained about Luke so much, because it's like, I wanted to be like, have you people not seen Star Wars? Like, <laughs> right. it's not that, like, like Obi-Wan and Yoda both, like, went off into the hermit lifestyle after right. they felt like they failed at things. I mean, why it's just is what it so, Yeah, why yeah. is it so shocking that hit, hit, not just any two Jedi, but the only two Jedi Luke has ever met, like, he has, he only had, he like, learned we, it. we've <laughs> seen all of Star Wars, he, the only two he ever met did what he did. Exactly. It's like they felt like they failed and they went into exile. That's the from his perspective the Jedi way, and he mm-hmm. felt like he failed. It was his sole responsibility to resurrect the the Jedi Order. He failed, so now he feels like he should go off into exile and be moody about it. And I'm just like, I don't see why that makes no sense I, to so I, many people. I mean, well, it's a it's a very human thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it's like, so human. It's like, oh, this thing I was just pouring all of my investment into failed. Well. Better Everything sucks, right? Like, I better go die. Like, I mean, it It can, again, I guess it depends on your perspective of, like, were you a big Luke fan growing up? Yeah, I mean, I liked Luke. I mean, but yeah, people have to realize there's a 30-some-odd year gap here, and he feels like he fails, and he he's very vocal of why he did what he did. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's so out of character, as people said. No, I, yeah. I don't think, I think if anything, it's in character yeah it it just i think it's so in character people expected him to just kind of be somewhere else or they had to i mean to be fair a lot of folks i think that are are vocal about that are fans of some of the books that uh, came out that featured like the new jedi order and the original sort of luke journey after this where he is kind of op he is OP, but in that timeline, he also, he didn't fail. He's in the, in the Allegiance timeline, I mean, granted, it's a complex, long timeline, but he ultimately succeeded in recreating the Jedi Order, mm-hmm. and, you know, he has multiple successful Jedi offspring, and it's like, that's why that Luke is different, is, you know, success and failure are, are, are kind of factors that affect people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, I, I think that Luke is a great example in The Last Jedi of what you kind of have with you going in is what you get out, which, mm-hmm. speaking of Luke, is very, like, Dagobah. Like, yeah. only what you take with you is in there. Mm-hmm. And and so I think overall, we have to be sensitive to what, who we are yep. as we watch Star Wars and enjoy Star Wars. And it seems complex. Like, these are just daggum space opera movies. It shouldn't be that weird as, like, I shouldn't have to know myself. But the reality is, is that's the whole point of these kinds of stories. Yeah. is to know ourselves, to know humanity, to know the world. Um, and I think if you don't get that deep, I think you're kind of missing a part of Star Wars almost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's kind of unfair to criticize Luke for kind of isolating himself, giving up on the resistance, feeling like he failed, when no one cared that Han Solo did the same thing. Right. Yeah, he's not exactly. working for the resistance. <laughs> he's just back to his smuggler we were, days. We he were feels just as Han. defeated. Exactly. We, we all feel just as fine that Han felt defeated and gave up and and han had a bigger excuse because that was his son yeah, right versus luke that was his nephew I, I would feel like your son going to the dark side would have a we, we should have expected han to be worse off than luke mm-hmm. so but we were fine with where han was oh, i don't know 
Well, yeah. I, I think you bring a, a, an interesting point that we never got to of, I, I think that's exactly why Luke ran away. Because yeah. of, like, the idolatry of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know, and he talks about being the legend and everything, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's why I left, because no one would accept my failure. But Han messes up, it's just Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. That's know? just, Han's a terrible smuggler. In like, he's just bad at no everything. No one was surprised. Yeah, it's like, he's bad at everything. So if he, if he messes up and gets depressed after his son leaves... Yeah, that's fine. But Luke, oh no, mm-hmm. the galaxy hinges on Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think that perspective is really important mm-hmm. as we go in. And and I don't think we're going to talk about anything that. And even the stuff with Luke Skywalker, it's not definitive. It's just our point of view, which is a big Star Wars theme. So um, keep that in mind as we go throughout. If this happens to be your first episode, um, as you're going through any of our episodes in general, though, just keep in mind perspective. And so with that. Uh, we're continuing our conversation. We talked about Ray. We talked about Luke. We talked about Finn. Yes, we talked right. about Finn, and we talked about Rose. Yeah, Rose kind of got lumped in with Finn a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leaves us with Hot Boy, uh, General Get Everything Done, and Emo Sad Boy. Right? Who could it be? <laughs> Um, so let's start with everybody's favorite uh, space bachelor, Poe Dameron. Yes. Um, the, the galaxy's most eligible bachelor? Maybe. One might say. I think he's more eligible in episode 9 than he's ever been. Star Wars spinoff idea. Uh, uh, Poe Dameron in Star Wars The Bachelor. Yes. Where they give out space roses. It's oh just my like gosh. three Wookiees. Finn's there. Rose is there. Zori is not there because <laughs> she doesn't want to be. But she's there to mess with him. Exactly. Like she's in the audience. Like she's hitting him with a paintball gun. How know? funny would a, would a Star Wars parody of The Bachelor that be? That would be, be so hilarious. I, have you ever seen... There's a dating episode of the uh, future, a Futurama. Yes. That I think... I imagine is it a dating was, show or something? I just remember there's a blob. Like there's a blob lady. And it's just like the weirdest... <laughs> like how does this work? Like, if she gets the rose, what happens? Like, it's just, it's it's madness. But it's entertaining. Yes, I've watched exactly one episode of The Bachelor, and that was enough. So, um, last time, when we did The Force Awakens, we really didn't talk about Poe, because not a, well, I think it's pretty common knowledge yeah. now, but he wasn't supposed to make it out of that movie. No. Um, originally, he didn't make it to the end of the script. Like, he died in the beginning. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Everyone like, apparently but me knew that. Uh, <laughs> well, that's why yeah. you're here, Jesse. Um, so he, he he really didn't have much to develop in Episode 7 other than, oh, he came back in the end. He's a pilot, he's a good. Know. He's a good, good, yes, he's a good flyboy. So arguably, his character development doesn't start until The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um Megan, what what what's your take on Flyboy here? What what did you think of Poe Dameron in general? Well, <laughs> my first my first impression of Poe was, ooh, Oscar Isaacs. <laughs> I like him. He he's really good in that uh, that robot movie. What is it called? Do Ex Machina, something like that. He was in that. He was in that. Oh, I didn't hear of him until Star Wars. Really? Yeah. He's wow. in Deus Ex. Yeah, he's the dude with the beard. Did you know he's in the X Men movie? I knew that because he's Apocalypse. Dang it! I was the only one that didn't know that for a while. <laughs> yes, yes. I didn't know he was. Is, is he the guy who's supposed to be interviewing the robot? Yes. Really? I think so. I need to watch that movie again. That was a long time ago. I totally did not like, remember that. The only scene I remember from that movie is where he's got the long beard and the shaved head, and he's just like dancing around with the robot. <laughs> uh, cool fact: I think 
the girl who plays the robot in that movie plays in the newest Tomb Raider that you have to see now because yeah, we're going to lose all of the uh, Tomb Raider fans based on the previous comments <laughs> right, in the yes. last video. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently I didn't know there was another one. Uh, Angelina Jolie's not even in it, so yeah. dang. Um, well, she's like 60 now, so she has to like move on. No. What? She's that old? I don't know. She's don't old. Know. What? I just watched Maleficent 2 and she was fine. I'm pretty sure she's <laughs> old. Like, we're going to we're gonna have to figure this out. We're going to Google it. I'm going to break so, the no phone rule. Deuce, deuce ex mocking a guy. Do it. Yeah. Beyond, like, but in, beyond that in The Last Jedi, like, mm-hmm. how, how did he hit you as a character? Uh, he hit me across the face. Um, no. Rude. <laughs> no, I was very invested in him at the point where Leia is like, this is my new son. <laughs> I've thrown Ooh. out the old son, Ooh. new son, new child. Some controversial statements. But like, yeah, I loved his character from The Force Awakens. Just the little interactions that he had with Kylo. And then bringing that back with that scene where he's in the cockpit, just... Oh my gosh, that intro. screwing with the be- Yeah, that beginning, mm-hmm. uh, that was really funny. And I think, it was so funny. I think so Poe, because we talked about Finn being kind of the funny guy mm-hmm. in episode 7. I think that role passes to Poe mm-hmm. in this Absolutely. one. Because he's not horribly in it. Or, well, I should say it that way. He's not in, in it that much compared yeah. to some of the other characters. Um, yeah, he gets put in prison for a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, I, I mean... I don't know. I've never. I, I've always liked dogfighting and X wings and that aspect, but I've never been. I've been very selective with the pilots I like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but um, General Mustache. Poe po was star, a big starfighter. Yes. Oh okay. no, you're talking about uh, General Merrick. Yes. Yes, uh, General Hunkmeister from Rogue One. Yes. Yes, who you saw a cosplay of. At oh my gosh! I freaked lost. out. I lost my mind. <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> rabbit trails over here. Rabbit trails. Uh, I don't know. I didn't get anything from episode seven with Poe. And so coming into episode eight, I really didn't care about Poe. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I can say that, I mean, I don't know how you felt like flyboy character. I, I, I really feel like Poe didn't get justice in The Last Jedi. And for the record, Angelina Jolie is 44 years old. So basically 60. Wow. That <laughs> um, <laughs> was close. And, uh, uh, I, I, I've always said that I, I love The Last Jedi. A lot of the things that people didn't like, I liked. But there were if there was two changes, like if I could just like alter the space, like Thanos snap something in to change, I would change two things. Is I would delete the Rose character because um, she's awful, and then I would, <laughs> and I would also uh, delete. Um, I, I hear Holdo. the flames from Twitter right now. <laughs> I'm sure they they're, they're, they're fanning those flames in support because no one liked Rose. Um, but I, uh, I would also get rid of Holdo because I just felt like the dynamic between her and Poe didn't work. Mm. And one of the alternate things that I says is why didn't, why did they kill off Akbar off screen and introduce a new Admiral that no one knew and no one really liked? Mm-hmm. Just imagine how much better the dynamic would have been if Akbar had been that Admiral playing that story arc. Mm. If he didn't want to divulge information to Poe, it would have come off... Like there, the the assumption that there's a reason behind that would have been stronger. Like people because have some reason. It's Akbar. Re- it's Akbar. We respect mm-hmm. Akbar. We know him. He's a, he's a good guy. We trust him. Mm-hmm. But it just came off as this. There's no real reason or justification for why Poe's being kept in the dark. Why he's being talked down to from this new mm-hmm. character. It's kind of like we've all we've all had that day at work where you get the new boss 
who mm-hmm. shows up day one and you've been at that job for five years mm-hmm. and they are just giving you attitude and telling you what to do. And you kind of want to be like, technically you outrank me, but you just got here. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, why are you already acting like you know everything? Mm-hmm. And it's, it, that's, the, that's what I pictured. It felt like the brand new retail manager and the guy who's worked there forever, mm-hmm. that dynamic. And it didn't feel like it was earned. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She, she came off as kind of snobbish and disrespectful to him for no reason. He Even though... He, like yeah. that whole speech about uh, how he he lost some bombers, and it's like so like mm-hmm. in this in the scope of a galactic war, you're yelling at your ace hero pilot who saved the resistance mm-hmm. multiple times over a few lost bombers mm-hmm. when they took down a carrier. It's like that doesn't make a lot of sense. It, it just it felt unearned and awkward. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like Poe. It feels like the whole trilogy, they're trying to teach Poe some kind of lesson of leadership, and in this one, it felt like it was a bad lesson. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my, my, my biggest critique about it, is I just didn't like their dynamic. Mm-hmm. So I felt like Poe kind of got the short end of the stick, where he he's he's left on the ship while the rest go on a mission, and he's his sole job is to like be taught a lesson from this new character that doesn't really have yet earned the right to teach us a lesson yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I think in general, were you going to say something? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the way I've always kind of thought of it is, like, Holdo knows Poe's situation. She's probably heard many rambling conversations from Leia on the phone at, like, 3 a.m. Just like, this kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, like, I think that the way I kind of justified it in my mind was, like, if she told Poe everything, he would just go immediately. Like, he would go do what the plan was, not worrying about the big picture, that kind of thing. And I can get where that would be, like, you know. But they, they, they didn't also, like, really set him up as mm-hmm. this uncontrollable, like, maverick type. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't they didn't build that up. So when they yeah. essentially switch it to that, that's where it feels unexpected. Like, all of seven and, and like, the first ten minutes of eight, he's this faultless hero. Like, we don't get any of that in Seven. Like, he literally shows up and saves a day, taking out, like, eight different TIE fighters. It's like, he's a hero the whole movie. So there's all of a sudden, oh, this maverick who doesn't listen. Yeah. Mm. That just seemed like it came out of nowhere, because they didn't really set that up. Yeah, he's funny, but, like, he was never, like, unpredictably, like, uncontrollable. Yeah. I think they relied a little too much on subtext in yeah. that moment. Well, yeah, I, I don't think that they communicated well enough. And And, again, I think... A lot of it's just down to figuring out what the heck do we do with this guy now that we didn't kill him. Um, so I do think part of it is part of trying to figure out a character you didn't exactly expect, mm-hmm. um, while also, also trying to justify the rest of the story. Um, and I think you know Laura Dern as Holdo. For I love Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. We we like Laura Dern. And so I, I'm I'm not afraid to say that I felt like Holdo wasn't what she could have been as a character. Yeah. No, number one, because they kill her so quickly. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, she just doesn't really yeah. get much to develop as a character. No. And that's a disservice to such a phenomenal actress. But also, now, I, and especially when you get a book later like uh, Princess of Alderaan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've read it, but like, it mm-hmm. deals with a, a young Leia and Holdo. When you read that book, it's, I know I was one where I'm just like, this is Holdo. <laughs> this this is what this is what Laura Dern should have gotten to do, and you yeah. get a little bit of that from Leia and her banter, yeah. where it's just like, wait, there's so much more going on here. Where where was this? Um, and I, I I think I think in general everybody that didn't go on some adventure 
you know, Finn, Rose, Ray, uh, everybody trapped on the ship didn't get enough because yeah. Yeah. they were almost literally and figuratively in a box. Um, and, and I think some things work, some things don't. And, and that's one of the few areas, I think, of the sequel trilogy where I spent a lot of time thinking of what could have been. Um, I don't usually get caught up with that, but thinking of... It's, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, in general, where you're, you're interacting with this character and you're like, oh, this is fine. And then maybe you read a comic or you see an episode of The Clone Wars or something and you're just like, wait, this is that character? Why didn't they do... Like, you know, it, it's, it's weird how it makes this longing yeah. for more. And I think Holdo suffers from that. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think she can still be a great character if, if you look at it that way. But I, I think there's untapped potential yeah. there for sure. Yeah. It, you're, you're absolutely right. Sometimes there's major disconnects between the character we see on screen and what we've gotten in literature or mm-hmm. comics or in mm-hmm. other media. I've just... The, the whole sub-story uh, arc of we're keeping this backup plan a secret of how we're going to create it's one of those it's 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 a an example of like a narrative choice where something's being kept a secret and you're constantly yelling like tell somebody like just yeah it's like it it only makes sense to keep it from the audience not the people that are in there and you're just like why what's the big secret why are we keeping it from here it needed the movie desperately needed like some throwaway line about how they were concerned about a spy or something well they don't they don't really talk about why they're keeping it from Poe. I mean, re- retroactively, a lot of the logic is because they've tracked them through hyperspace. Yeah. That's what a lot of people always put out there of like, well, they tracked them. They don't know how, so clearly either somebody told them yeah. or something. And, and that that can work. Yeah. That's fine. And if so, they had left it at that, if they had gone with like, we think there's a spy angle, but they ruined that by Finn and Rose like telling the audience how they think it happened. Mm-hmm. So now the audience knows there's no spy, but they're still acting as if there is one. So it doesn't make... The, there's like a lack of communication on screen that's happening that's conf- like sending mixed signals mm-hmm. that I think is where it is. Because you're absolutely right. If they had just left with, uh, we think there's a spy, we're keeping everything on a need-to-know basis, but they've already kind of spoiled that line of thinking for the audience with some type of... If they had just gotten rid of the, oh, we think they did it because of Gadget X, and that's why we're going off to here, mm-hmm. it's it's a contradictory, like, they're acting as if there's a spy over here, but they're chasing technology X over here, which, there's they only tracked them one way, but they're right. both acting as if they did in opposite ways, and that's where there's a little bit of a paradox, where we already know how they did it, because Rose and Finn figured it out, mm-hmm. so that's where it's a little weird, and I, I, I can never shake off what I've said, I've described Holdo as she, it, she just comes off as this unlikable day one manager telling you to do your job differently mm-hmm. and treating you bad, even though you're up until now you were the hero of everything. So like that's why, that's one of the things like I wish, like I said, if they had changed it to Akbar, someone that we had respect for, we could say we don't know why he's keeping it a secret, but we trust him that he's doing it. And it would also made the ultimate sacrifice mm-hmm. at the end way better. Right. Um, you know, when you kill off someone that you've done your damnedest to try to make people not like, then you're, and people are cheering not because they saved the day, but also because, okay, we don't have that character anymore. Right. Well, and, and you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't appreciate how many people don't like the character because of how it was presented. Because I think that's that's what Holdo comes down to, is it's this matter of how they wrapped the present, mm-hmm. how they gave it to us. Yeah. Um, I think, like you said, if, if, if a lot of the, the things had been handled very differently, 
it would have been a legitimate character, a yeah. very earned character, and then, you know, I mean, there's just nothing quite like when you're like, well, I can, I can like this character to a point, but then no one else does, and I, and, and and you know, and I mean, I I feel like Holdo suffers the most from that as a as a character, at least from this film, yeah. where it's just like. Because of the way they did it, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I think that no one will be able to really appreciate Holdo. They put her at odds with Poe, mm-hmm. and we had a whole movie with Poe. Poe is funny. Poe is charismatic. We like Poe. We get what Poe's doing. So you're watching the first half for first third of the Last Jedi, and you're like, "I'm on Team Poe," and she's putting herself at odds with him. So it's like they want you to not. It, it it's like they're writing this story because they want you to like Holdo and think Poe's in the wrong, but no one's thinking that. Everyone's on Poe's side of things, and it just makes Holdo look bad. And then they go from making Holdo look bad for so long, and then you get a two-minute thing where Leia explains. It takes Leia all of two minutes to explain to Poe <laughs> yeah. what's happening, and Poe's like, oh, I get it now. I'm on board. And you're just kind of like, why did you not do that what? earlier in the movie? Yeah, I, I, I to this day can't not in that moment just be like well, it could have been so much easier yeah no I, I to be fair i've had those moments in the office yeah. i've been yes. poe and sometimes in the office where i'm doing some kind of mutiny thing <laughs> i might have shot somebody and then it turns <laughs> out it was all an overreaction and then all of a sudden you fall down and i'm behind you with an nerf gun right and it's exactly. just like um but so like so moving so clearly poe if you had to surmise, I mean, I think you kind of already did. His development was to try, like, like this leadership grooming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you said something interesting where it's like... I do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, I get this very maternal thing from Leia whenever she's handling Poe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so to kind of transition to Leia, do you think that was intentional on her character's part? I mean, we're talking about imaginary people, but, like... Do you think that that was really a thing that was intentional of, like, well, my son's gone? Because um, she kind of comes to that realization. Episode 7, she's like, go bring back our son. And yeah. I think once she gets the news of, like, okay, he gone, gone. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And she comes to that realization at, like, near the end of The Last Shadow where she, when Luke basically says, I'm not here to save him, and she's like, yeah, I know, he's, he's yeah, she's yeah. given up hope at that point. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so do you think Leia is coming at it maternally with Poe intentionally. I think that that is kind of going to be the only way that Poe's going to listen. <laughs> like, that's Fair. what I get from his character is, like, he doesn't need... He doesn't need someone to scream in his face like a... Like a... What's it called? Joe Sargent? Yes, that one. Thank you. Uh, I was... Tr- I was gonna say like Marlon Wayne's character, but like I couldn't remember what the actual oh, military oh. title was called. Sergeant Payne. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sergeant Payne. That's Thank you. Uh, but like, because <laughs> he wouldn't listen to that. I love that he movie. would just become a petulant child. But like, I think Leia came at it from a different angle because of that. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the 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 thing you're getting to is, I, I don't think that would help him grow. Mm-hmm. A drill sergeant character. Yeah. Uh, of, stern character i think that would just let him be him yeah whereas also just leia's leadership skills well i also think leia like when she speaks to him yes there's this motherly vibe you get from her mm-hmm. but there's also respect there mm-hmm. like he's this hero of the resistance he's earned respect and when she speaks to him even when she's like even in the very beginning you know, of the movie she where she's, she's kind of <laughs> slapping his hand and was like hey i like i told you to stop and he, he's like arguing his point there's still like 
it, it, it came off like they're on more even playing field, like mm-hmm. they have respect for each other. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's thrown, the movie's pacing's thrown off when this other admiral shows up that the first words out of her mouth is disrespect. She's calling him flyboy. She just, she kind of just has this snobbish look down on like, you puny thing that is not worth my time. Yeah, go mm-hmm. back to your X-Wing. And I don't, it's not even about like, I think it's just that it's about the attitude and the, and the respect is like, even if it was like a more drill sergeanty type character, like mm-hmm. they got some stereotypical, like gruff, like sixty year old guy who looks came off as a sergeant, yeah. but there was that respect there. Mm-hmm. I think he would still like, yeah. I think that's what it was. Is he he felt disrespected, and me as a person in the audience, I was like, why are we treating Poe like crap? I don't get <laughs> right. It. Why is yeah. this the yeah. day in the office? Yeah. Well, and I think I think if anything, we can get from that like you know misunderstandings aren't always reality. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, the way things seem aren't always the reality. And so I think before we pull a Poe, you know, we kind of have to have a moment to breathe and, and think about, well, like, yeah, yeah uh, well, <clears throat> unrelated, but like I've been talking in the office a lot about like communication styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a really great book called um, I Said This, You Heard That. And it's basically a lot of this where it's just yeah. like, her communication style comes across this way, so he hears it that way, yeah. and there's so much drama created from yeah. misunderstandings. Yeah. Um, and so, but I do, I, I like what you said about Leia, where I think I think she does that because she sees, like, we need you, you're important, you're good, stop messing up, like, get it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I kind of get where she's coming from with the whole thing of, like, I mean, when you look at the resourcing, few bombers like it I, I think does make a little bit big of a deal yeah although to be fair none of that played a factor into uh episode nine because they just got ships from everywhere <laughs> right but they didn't have lando in episode eight to say exactly okay. so and, and i think that's the thing is it's just like yeah we hope something better comes along but yeah. that's what, what we had. that's what we had and yeah. you kind of just threw it away yay I, I wish i had a medal to give you for destroying the ship but yeah. Yeah, it she, could have gone better. She she was right, and like that message of the like we're starting to we're getting down to the bottom of the barrel of what we have left. Mm-hmm. We need to think differently than when you're fighting the Galactic War. Yeah, um, when yeah. and I think too it shifts Poe's character out of this mindset of because he is the ace, he is the flyboy. Yeah, I, I I think it's fair to assume he as a character would be in his own sauce and just like, what do you need more than me? Like you yeah. got me. Like it's fine. Because he came back and it's fine, but um, I, I think, yeah, it, it's it's meant to be this shift of don't just think about yourself. And and that's arguably the greatest thing you can learn as a leader yeah. of any kind. One might say the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some would say that. Um, you know, if they had if they had paid off that story arc of trying to teach Poe a lesson with, there's a moment in the Rise of Skywalker where he kind of he's trying to be a leader and it's the moment where he feels like they're about to lose. In the Last Jedi, they tried to set up that kind of that moment of realization where like he's he's learning his lesson and that's like where they're in the little speeders mm-hmm. and he like decides to call off the attack because he knows it's going to be futile and um, Finn keeps going. Like in that moment, I feel like if they had some like I felt like the weight wasn't there. Maybe having mm-hmm. Poe save Finn instead of Rose mm-hmm. again, because in my version we delete Rose as a character. <laughs> um, Poe's the one that has to save save Finn from doing that, or something else. They could they, they had an opportunity to really pay off this this 
story arc of trying to teach a poet lesson. Of yeah. Becoming a leader means not always charging in to be a hero, but to somehow know when to retreat. Yeah. Like, do you well, get that a little bit? But I think it could have used more. Well, yeah. that's an interesting thing. We never got into that last moment with Finn, um, but I think the ending surmises both of their points of Poe's whole thing was learn when to call it for the bigger picture, and Finn's whole thing was getting so zoned in on... This is the solution. Right, like, this is it. Only Like, I've got to do this. It, it, this is the way it matters. And it's just like, that changes nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, 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 I mean, that information was there, but it's really interesting to kind of have it connect of just like, oh, that represents their stories. Yeah. It does. Um, so, yeah. but uh, as far as Leia, any, uh, you know, other than her maternal stuff, any, yeah. any other big thoughts of Leia in this one? I mean, we get Force Leia for the first time. Yes, we do. In this. this that was pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Yes. They do a lot of show not tell with, uh, I think, Force Leia in this one, where it's just like, you know, we're going to communicate that she is using the Force by her putting her hand out and pulling herself to the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, admittedly, it was a little silly when I first saw it. But at the Mary same time, Poppins, as yeah. many people say. <laughs> exactly. But, like, how else would we communicate that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, upon repeat viewings that became one of the like nice scenes for yeah. me like there's just certain Absolutely. scenes where it's just like this is just pretty yeah. and, and for some reason that really one hard. and I think it's part of the music that they play I, I think a lot comes together to make that really work for me yeah. um, I didn't have a problem with this scene I know yeah. some people didn't like it so we would kind of make fun of it a little bit but I think it would have been nice to your point show not tell like it would have been nice we get a lot of explanation in episode 9 and yeah. almost none they had found some ways to flip some of that, like yeah. showing more, and mm-hmm. it was like it was just like, oh, surprise! She can use the well, force, and we don't really get a lot of. That. And, it, and it didn't even have to be in that setting. Even Luke could have said something about, you know, I tried training his mother. Didn't like it could yeah. have it could have been mm-hmm. any number of things where throwaway line something about right. Yeah. And so, and I, I guess it comes down to because you got to figure like Star Wars is is as much for the nerds as it is for the general audience. There's tons oh, yeah. of people I know that watch Star Wars and don't think about it or definitely exactly. don't have podcasts about it. Yeah. But I, I guess those kinds of moments are there for mm-hmm. them. Um, and that comes to one of the... I talked about one point um, last week about the whole Finn-Rose, was there a relationship, wasn't there, where I'm just like, I don't care. You know, where, like, the whole thing of, was this for the nerds or for the general audience? I don't care. Like, yeah. at some point, you just gotta be like... It's a nice movie. Let's just have fun, please. This is for um, entertainment purposes only. Right, let's just have a good time. Yeah. Um, but no, like taking into context the whole thing of leading up to that scene where she's in space, like the whole thing with the parallels of her and Ben, because um, yeah. I got very episode five vibes yes. of when Luke and Vader kind of tr- transpose back and forth as they're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. That was that, but there was no word, so it was all, all mm-hmm. that much heavier. Um I, I really liked how they handled that of not having him do anything. Yeah. 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 Because, like, that, if he had done that, what. Oh, that would have been the ultimate nail in the coffin. Exactly. He would have stayed Kylo Ren if he had killed his own mother. Well, that's what's so surprising of surely she had to have known it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had to have, like, felt that yeah. or something. Like, they were connected in that moment. Yeah. So it's interesting to see her go to the hopelessness of, no, he's gone. Mm-hmm. After that. Of, like, that could have, for me, I should, I saw that more of well that's a little hope he couldn't pull the trigger yeah um, also just really hitting the nail on the head of there are favorite parents there because he had no problem killing Han yeah. 
Like, Kylo Ren's a mama's boy. We know this. Like, oh, in a choice between Han and Leia, oh, I, always. I that's think we the would only, all choose Leia. Yeah, honestly. that's the only way it goes. But you always have Han for fun stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, like, he, he definitely, you, you get in some irresponsible, like, ship races with him or something like that. Oh, yeah. You know, to be fair, though, even though it's it's clear that it was harder because like, he couldn't kill his mother, mm-hmm. like, he, he was able to, even though it was still hard for him, like, killing his dad himself with a blade... Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, even with that degree of separation with being in the ship that he can't even see her, mm-hmm. that was still too hard for him to do. It's still interesting to fast forward to nine to see, like, who's who's the one that shows up to talk sense to him? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, it's not his mom. Like, it's the ghost of his dad haunting him. That is, mm-hmm. is what it is. So, like, while he may have, it may have been, he had this special connection with his mom, it's his dad's forgiveness, his dad's, like, that that fatherly role is what's enough to like push him back, and I think yeah. that's very interesting. That well, and and not to get ahead to nine, but I definitely think that speaks to the volume of where the reconciliation had to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He like because he has the line not long before that where he's like, "You can't go back to her." Like I can't. He shut that door. Yeah. Ben yeah. shut that door. Whereas Ben, from his point of view, saw Han shut the door to him yeah. as a father son mm-hmm. relationship. So. Ultimately, to redeem him, the reconciliation that had to happen was with his dad, not with Leia. Yeah. He had nothing to work out with Leia. Yeah. He just had to come home, but he couldn't do that. Um, yeah. And I think the finality of that moment, where you, you can see it in his face in nine, where he's just mm-hmm. like, not to fast forward too much, but that finality, he's just like, <laughs> he's like, it was almost as if he had had this thought, like, he could always go back somehow, like, and yeah. she would take him back. Like, that moment where he realizes that she's gone forever, that's when he's like, he, he knows that he's waited too long. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that was the, the significant point. And that, I mean, that whole scene is just incredible and nice. Heart-wrenching. Yeah. Um, so then, now that we're talking about Kylo and Ben. Yes. Um, Steering conversation. Kind of similar, not very similar, but kind of similar to Poe. I would say Kylo wasn't much of a character in Seven. No, he was the big bad in the mask. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and you talked a lot about how you were like rip off Vader, like like it was just like it was yeah. very it was kind of simple and one dimensional mm-hmm. in seven. Did you feel he, that way at all? Yeah, I mean, he's a cool character, and oh yeah, he, and his persona, and you get that. But he is the the big bad in the mask, and he doesn't become a developed character with motivations with feelings with with emotion mm-hmm. until much more until mm-hmm. until you get to seven uh, to eight yeah, yeah pretty much the only thing we got of his motivation was you know he grabs vader's mask sitting in a pile of ashes yep. and that's it yeah like that's it's... the only thing we get of him <clears throat> yeah i mean and and that's kind of the way to write it obviously don't explain all of your stuff in the first one yeah but it's just really interesting to see the growth of all right now he's legitimate episode eight yeah he's legitimate yeah. he's developed and they handle i think even better for his character than they did for uh vader um arguably because it wasn't part of vader's story but like he's a he you almost feel for him in this mm-hmm. one like and i think yeah. that's the whole interesting point of they like they yeah. try and justify Kylo Ren's side. Um, I thought that was an interesting way to take a villain, mm-hmm. uh, especially in Star Wars, where it's usually so cut and dry. Yeah, yeah. The, um, this man is villain. He killed people. Big que- yeah, yeah, big question marks. Like, what did Luke do? Like, mm-hmm. w- was he 
completely wrong in defending himself? Like, do, is the Jedi the right way? Or it's a lot of stuff. I really like the progression. How we see the same, like waking up in the middle of the night vision. Oh, yeah. We see that same one three different times, mm-hmm. and they're all subtly different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One is like very skewed towards. Uh, like Ren's what he, what Ren saw where like Luke looks evil. Oh yeah, and then you see one that haunts my nightmares. And you see, <laughs> it, it's so interesting to see, and then you finally see like the third one or like one of them that is is probably closest to what actually happened, where they're mm-hmm. both. It's it's very interesting, and when Luke finally can like confesses, like he, he did think about it, and it was that moment, and the moment went away, but it was too late, and yeah. that's probably one of my favorite pr- like parts of that movie is just you're right, seeing we learn why Kylo went to the dark side, like mm-hmm. what his thought processes were, um, what would anyone have done at that moment. Yeah. yeah. When, and I think, too, it adds more stakes to it because it's not just as simple as mom and dad didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, although not to discount like the impact that can have on a kid's development, but it, it wasn't all that. Um, by and large, you can even actually say they did kind of try, mm-hmm. um, but when it came down to you know his hero... Um, his uncle and from his point and, and that's what's always so significant because we talk about perspective and we talk about point of view this yeah. is the first time we see the difference in point of view mm-hmm. we see what Luke looked like to Ben and like who wouldn't be afraid of yeah. that and ooh, I just got like a thought like how many different times has Luke been the only hope yeah. mm. he was the only hope for the galaxy he was the only hope for Ben he was the only hope for Ray at a certain point. And all those times he kind of... Kind of messed up. Kind of messed up. But, like... Mm. Hmm. Sorry, my brain just... Well, and, and so, but, like... Do you think that this gives a little bit more depth to his character choices by having this kind of internal perspective dilemma? Um, like, do you think this is grounds for a big bad guy? Or do you think that even still, it's very easy to be like... Well, yeah, but he's still bad, and it's wrong. Yeah. You know, I think is what's most interesting about it is if you try to draw a parallel between Kylo's fall to the dark side and Anakin's, what's th- they're, they're almost similar, but they're also different in one key important role is that Anakin, he saw the future, and this is why they should almost, like, ban looking at the future in Star Wars, because <laughs> it never right. leads it anything It never works good. out. Um, because with Anakin, what's so interesting about his role is that there's a a little bit of a time travel paradox that's going in is that what he sees in the future, if he ha- if he hadn't seen that, it wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. that way. It, it's the idea of because he saw information from the future, he was led down a path that led him straight into what he saw. Mm-hmm. So it's a closed loop. Because if he had never witnessed Padme dying, he would never have been worried about it. He would never have been seduced by the dark side. Like it's a closed loop paradox mm-hmm. of be- what it's he always, saw caused it's him always to gonna do that. Be but what's interesting is how that is somewhat what happened in Kylo's situation. Luke is seeing the future of what Kylo's going to do. But what's interesting about that is that while it's seeing the future and it's a closed loop, it's actually Luke's fault this time. It's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Kylo wasn't seeing the future. It's a Skywalker thing, man. It's, it really is. Like, Palpatine does great jobs like manipul- in manipulation, mm-hmm. but... Where he thrives is with Skywalker. <laughs> like he just lets them do their because Palpatine had nothing to do with either of those he just, cases, like, but sat it's just back like and let it go. Right. Yeah. It's really it's really interesting to draw that parallel with yeah. Luke, because um, it, it's real it, it's it's a big dilemma and and that's the big thing of like if you knew 
would you do something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then there's the question, would it change anything? Exactly. And you know, that's significant. Even more of a question, do you think that while Palpatine was working on Ben through Snoke, do you think he was also working on Luke? Mm. And putting those little bits and pieces of doubt in his mind. Maybe. I mean, I see Luke representing the Jedi Order as a whole in this case where, like, in the prequels, the whole thing was if I can get the Jedi to lose all of their morals and all of their Jedi stuff, um, if they will strike at me, then I've won. Mm -hmm. Like, even if Mace had killed him in Episode 3, he would still win because technically he was justified in labeling the Jedi as a bad guy because what, what they did, they shouldn't have done. If they were really Jedi, they wouldn't have... T taking it upon themselves to just like roll up into the you know most powerful yeah. man in the galaxy's office and try and kill him and say you're not in charge anymore yeah that's legit treason mm -hmm. yeah that was real and so it's the same thing with luke where it's like if i can get him to strike down ben even if i lose ben i won because now luke is no longer the legendary luke skywalker yeah he's trying to get into no win yeah. scenarios exactly so no matter what happened i think palpatine would have been unbought and and that's something interesting um, now that we have nine, looking back, like, where do you see Palpatine in eight, if at all? I mean, obviously, Snoke oh, shows up, but... Well, like... see, J.J. Abrams hadn't thought about that yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, uh, we need to have a bad guy for this last movie. Uh, so that's going outside the lore a little bit, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as much as I love nine, there, it's, it's a little obvious that we're just like, we need a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly, clearly we're going to turn Kylo, so, I mean... Yeah. Um, yeah, like look, like knowing what we know about Snoke and all of that stuff, mm -hmm. like, does that change how you view Eight at all, or does that add any questions or anything? I try not to think about what the implication of Palpatine, Palpatine being out there has for the rest of the other two <laughs> movies, because it breaks a lot of things. I just um, try not to think. I try to just forcibly <laughs> split the two movies apart, because like this is a good movie and those are good movies. Let's not. Let's not try. <laughs> You know, compared, it's it's like when you make something you saw on Etsy and you're just like, this is good, that's also good. Don't put them side by side. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can understand. Well, because it's such a big, like, there's going to be a lot of comics and books to kind of have to... Mm -hmm. Connect. Yeah, because, and, and it, it doesn't always have to be a perspective that, oh, well, that means it's bad and it's flawed. And, well, no. no, it just means that they don't necessarily perfectly connect. Now, they win by being a year different. Yes. Yeah. Like, the time gap helps. Exactly. Because then you can help explain some of the stuff. Like, if they had done a seven to eight kind of situation where, oh, next day, let's keep this going, that wow just would have been mm -hmm. insane. So, at least they left some room to hopefully work with that sort of thing. And at this point, it would be nothing but theory to think about what goes on and, and what this means for that and all this other stuff. But... Um, like, I personally believe, based on everything, Snoke, by way of Palpatine, legitimately believed in Ben being the tool mm -hmm. to resurrect this, this order. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's until Nine when Rey becomes a factor for Palpatine. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, thinking of the, the Star Wars narrative side, I think when he starts to feel the doubts and flaws of Ben is when he's just like, oh, well, that's not going to work. Yeah. Because um, I think, if anything, he saw Ray as a th more of a threat than a tool. Yeah. So when he switches in nine to that whole, like, 
no, I really wanted you. Like, this, you're my plan the whole time. I, I think that's yeah. just Palpatine pulling plan B. I've, I've wondered if... I've wondered how much Palpatine was truly aware of what Snoke was. Like, that's I don't, another one. I've, I've thought about that, and I don't think he was this direct remote control puppet where he saw it, felt and heard everything exact, where it was, more, it was a little more indirect, where like he could feel, he could report, he was yeah. like, maybe Snoke wasn't Ooh. 100% like completely non-sentient puppet, because it also, I feel like if you, it, it solves that a little bit, yeah. where he goes from seeing Rey as a threat to seeing him as a plant, like, I also kind of solves a little bit, because I've always wondered, they introduce how Kylo and Rey are connected mm-hmm. in in eight, yeah, mm-hmm. and Snoke's aware of that, but yet it kind of also comes off a little bit as a surprise to Palpatine mm-hmm. in nine. Well, and, yeah. and so to be fair, that revelation happens right before a dude's cut in half. So, yeah. like, I, I I get what you're saying, and I and I I wonder if like, um, there's there's a movie. I guess I, I'm thinking of another thing, but I guess you could almost compare it to like Voldemort, where it's like yes. taking a portion of his soul into something else. Like, I almost see Snoke as like that. Like, part of Palpatine goes into Snoke to create this sort of connection. Uh, but that's why Snoke is just so kind of, like, not quite finished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it because it's this idea of he's not, he's not complete. Um, yeah. He's not completely Snoke. He's not completely Palpatine. But he's there. And, and, and yeah, I, like, I, I think that's the thing that saves the Force Dyad for me. Is like, as soon as, Palp- as, soon as Snoke revealed that, then he's dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in a very cool way, it still works. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was I, the best. That, that I was really, the coolest. I, oh yeah, I that. You know, you and Ryan Johnson talks about sub, subver- subverting expectations all the time. Yeah. That was the only thing that worked for me. Where it's just complete, like that breaks all the rules. Yeah. you can't do that to the last movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think definitely Snoke is the big thing that changes in eight, based on having nine now. Mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless, like, I mean, I think that this really shows how, cause I even think Ben was supposed to kill Snoke. Mm-hmm. I think that was the whole plan anyway. I think that was Palpatine's whole thing is like, that's the final test of how far gone can this kid get yeah. so that I can use him for my plans. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, I love how. Number one, Adam Driver gets to really show off in this movie. I mean, his acting skills is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And so by being able to play this really broken, misunderstood, semi-justified bad guy, um, I, I think it's all of the things we feel for Darth Vader retrospectively. Yeah. yeah. Like, you feel all of those in the end for Vader. Never in episode four or five did anybody feel for the guy. Yeah. You and, only get it if you've seen the prequels. Like, right. You need to have backstory and information to fill for him. Mm-hmm. So, they ju- like they jump the gun a little. Well, not jump the gun. That seems negative. But like they they push that all forward into how we're perceiving it now, to where it's just like, okay, well, in the last one he was very clearly supposed to be the bad guy. Now I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a great way to separate him from Vader a little bit, because I think he does both in the story and from fans get connected to Vader a lot. And I think sometimes you got to look at him as his own guy. Yeah, and it really pushes, you know, the narrative of he's not, you know, like Anakin fighting against the dark side. Like, he's not actively in a constant battle with himself in that regard. He's constantly fighting against the light side. Uh, well, like, yeah, that was that was such an interesting twist. And that, mm-hmm. and, and that 
came up in episode seven, and I really liked that idea of we. Now, what's really interesting is the only other character to struggle that way that we've seen explored is actually Darth Maul. Yes. Um, like, there's a comic of him pre-episode one where he has that. Like, mm-hmm. he has this experience that he's just like, I could have this whole other life and it could all be better, but then all of the pain and bad stuff I've gone through would be worthless. So let me just keep doing this until I can kill Palpatine. Like the conversation we had in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, like, it's really interesting to see traditionally, like, no, humans always struggle with being bad. Like, I, I struggle not to say bad things or do bad things or be selfish. That That works right, but we never think about it the other way around where it's like, well, no, sometimes it's hard to choose to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard to own up to your mistakes. That was a big part of Ben's whole thing. Um, I, you know, other than Luke, I think Luke is the legacy character that benefits the most from Episode Eight. But I think the character that Episode Eight was centered around this whole time is really uh, Kylo. Mm-hmm. It's Ben. Um, I know that was for me. I I didn't really like Kylo until Eight as much. I agree, definitely. Kylo Ren was a character that you wanted to keep masked mm. in Seven. Like, he was the cool, bad mask guy. And as soon as he takes it off, it's kind of like, oh, he's just... Yeah. But then, right. when you get to Eight, you actually start to like Kylo mm. Ren, the character, Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. And you're okay that he's going most of the movie no mask. And it's like, you're okay that he's unmasked, you're getting more from him. Mm-hmm. Right. When I think it also, like, from the story standpoint, represents the whole Kylo... Ben thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when he when he's in seven, he's pure Kylo. In episode nine, he tries to be Kylo again. Episode eight, it's Ben. Like and mm-hmm. and that's the whole real interesting choice of having him not have the mask is yeah. this is the most Ben we get. Uh, it's really interesting. It's also you know I mean, and you know, figuratively speaking, but literally we see like it all come to bear. I mean like we just see full shirtless Kylo in this one. Yes. And, he does, Kylo Swolo, he does do that. Uh, Swolo Rin, gift of the internet. <laughs> so I many mean, memes. Episode 8 gave us Porgs and shirtless Kylo Ren. Oh, Porgs, the, the pre-baby Yodas of yes. the internet. So oh yeah, they gotta keep the hedge on the market of cute stuff. I mean, it's really Disney. So, we, should just, we should just talk about half hour about Porgs. Right, Honestly. that would, oh man, tune in next week. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, thank you, Jesse, for coming in and getting some perspective. I think it was really interesting to have differences and to see different things and and that's the beauty of when we you know share things together and share what we enjoy together um i can enjoy star wars my way anybody can enjoy star wars their way but when you interact with other people it i i can't see how it doesn't help you love star wars more yeah. from different perspectives one of the things i think is just really fun about these types of discussions is just to remember is that you can critique something that you love Exactly. There, there's this, I think the internet is filled with people that feel like you just have to love everything about it or hate it. Mm. And, and it's like, and it's people who boring. still call themselves fans but still hate on everything. Um, what I are you a fan of? Yeah. Hating. So I think, I think it's okay to have criticisms and also just break down like, and have questions too. Not even a criticism, yeah. just have questions of like, I want to know this or I want to understand that. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's a place for all of it. As long as you're not a butt to people... Everything has a place. I think. I think mm-hmm. the way you take things in, um, liking certain characters or not liking, it, maybe that character is not for you. That's fine. Maybe the storyline isn't for you, but at least you can know on the other side of this is a really cool space battle or like mm-hmm. whatever works for you. Uh, but the point of everything is to love what you love. 
You know, I mean, exactly. you yeah. brought you brought it up with the. I, I can't I, I I can't fathom how people have fun hating stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, but uh, nonetheless, so we probably could go so much further with this, but at some point we've got to move on. So uh, that's the last Jedi characters discussed. Um, you can definitely tune in next week um, for the next episode where we're going to be getting into the Rise of Skywalker. That's mm-hmm. going to be fun to try and do in one episode. It'll be a four-part series. Yes. Um, unfortunately, next time Jesse won't be with us. But thank you oh. so much. I'll for be back being up here. freezing in Wisconsin. because yeah. it's snowing. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh yeah, it must be like Florida for you here. It's so nice down here. <laughs> yeah, fifty degrees, man. Haven't seen that in a while. Huh? <laughs> So, but nonetheless, um, thank you for joining us and for bringing all that you brought to the conversation. Be sure to check out Jesse. Uh, remind everybody, Game Infinite, where can they find you? Got to uh, hit up Instagram, uh, at Game Infinite, or GameInfinite.net for everything Game Infinite. And uh, I'll, uh, won't see you next time, but I, I uh, <laughs> hope you guys have a good one. Yeah, and hopefully we can get you on again sometime. Yes. I mean, now that we know you got reasons to be down here. I do. Warm I do. weather in Star Wars. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but we'll also put um, all of his tags and everything like that in the description. You can check out our social stuff. You can check out and subscribe anywhere you find this, whether it be YouTube, Apple, Spotify, whatever, um, to just stay up to date. But thank you guys for checking out the show. May the Force be with you. Bye. Hashtag Porgs. <laughs>